Hi, this is Sarah Stiefvater, and I am here with another episode of my series on EDESL Digital Equity um, in their population. And today I'm joined by the principal um, here at Ann Watson Elementary, Amy Jones. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Um, and I just wanted to visit with you just a little bit. Um, so our school is mainly our um, population is mainly white Caucasian, but mm-hmm. um, the biggest, I guess, other population we have is the ELL community or ESL. And so um, I was just going to talk to you a little bit about that. Like, what challenges it um, do they pre- is that community presented with in the school system? Okay, so the biggest challenge I can think of is probably um, parent involvement and technology. Um, I think that, you know, we try to go out of our way to, you know, help them sign up for sports through the Ball Association and uh, just overly communicate with parents, you know, making sure if they need to be part of the backpack program on Fridays, we have that available to them. And then as far as technology, um, a lot of them live in an area where they do not get good cell service, let alone internet. And because they all, a lot of them are related, and so they stay kind of in the same, you know, one mile radius or, yes, community. And so, um, you know, we provide uh, jetpacks for our students without internet, but those jetpacks don't even have service. And so that's been a big barrier this year and last spring, especially with COVID. Yeah. So when the pandemic happened, I know the governor did the, like you're mentioning the jetpacks, mm-hmm. you know, the boosters that went out, but that wasn't really beneficial to that community. Right. Cause I mean, those didn't get service and their parents could bring them up here and sit in the school parking lot. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot, like one of our families, she has seven kids. And so loading up seven kids to sit in a parking lot Mm -hmm. does not sound like a great way to learn either. And it's at different, you know, they work during the day. And so coming home and trying to do that, um, you know, it didn't even coordinate with our Zooms and it was a challenge. Yes. So um, last spring when things went, you know, all virtual, did you notice like as far as you were talking about bad service um so how was it communicating with those those families and those kids um during that time i mean they couldn't have they didn't have good internet access so what was made available to try to keep them involved during that time um there were a couple home visits where you know we would deliver food once a week and we would we started just making paper copies And taking those out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But the issue is some of the parents aren't fluid in English. And so, I mean, it would be like me helping my son with work that was in Spanish. And there's no way I could help him. So, we did run into that even with the paper packets. Yeah. So, they couldn't interpret the papers that were being sent home. But they didn't have access to get on the internet. Yes. So it definitely presented a challenge. Mm-hmm. It put them at more disadvantage. Um, when so we were able to come back face to face in August, thank goodness. Um, and I mean, the children could choose to be virtual or not. Um, did you notice? Um, did the teachers and stuff notice any drop in the ELL kids um, because some of them hadn't had any face to face since? 
last right. spring. The beginning of year data was lower than the mid-year data mm-hmm. for several of them, which is very concerning. Um, but by the time we did our mid-year data this year, um, they had grown quite mm-hmm. a bit. And so that was encouraging to see the growth. Yes. Um, so what, I mean, as far as the kind of digital divide, as they call it, um, among the communities, what do you think is going to help so this to get this community more um, access? Honestly, I think it's going to be getting our carriers to provide more access points. And, you know, we are in a very rural community and it takes time. And we do see, you know, different different places uh, getting better quality service. You know, every year it seems like a different area has it. Um, so it would be great if we could really focus on their area and help them out there. Um, I visited, so I visited with Jennifer Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, and she's our ESL coordinator, as you know, for our school district and stuff. And she was talking about um, one of the challenges being um, as far as when they get internet, um, understanding because all the instructions and stuff are in English. Um, and so with the language barrier, how, are, how have you found, found it's um, beneficial to talk to those parents um, if we can't have an interpreter or... Um, without an interpreter, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Facebook Messenger is the way that I've communicated with most of them because it translates for you. Oh, yes. And so, you know, if I call a mom, she'll say, yes, Miss Jones, yes. And then her daughter will call me like a couple hours later and say, my mom didn't understand. Mm -hmm. But if I Facebook message her something, she gets right back with me and we don't have to have a follow-up because it translates into language. It's able to translate language. it. Yes, very good. So those those kind of technology skills are very useful in those situations. For sure, yes. All right, well, our time is up. Thank you for meeting with me today and um, I'll be meeting with you again soon. Sounds great. Thank you. And that's the end of our podcast for today.